It's here and it's spectacular. The all new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000, it's Xander and Hanley. Good morning on a Saturday. We've got football games today, football tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Bulls, what happened last night. How you doing, Brian? Did I hear you were already into the Malort this morning? Is that what I heard? Uh, no. Um, okay. Ben Pope saw some guy at O'Hare uh, trying to coax a New York uh, person into drinking a shot of Malort <laughs> at 7 a.m., giving him the Chicago welcome. I've never had Malort, and uh, God willing, I never will You, have do, you know what? I, I don't know how I've been able to avoid it, but I'm in the same club. It's a pandemic. And people look I at think. me. People yeah. look at me like, wait a minute, you grew up here. How have you not had that? And well, that's just I, become a thing in the last... Well, it, it has, it has, yeah. but I've been well aware of it, and I've known from other people that it's not exactly, you know, high-quality bourbon, you know? So uh, I, I've stayed away from it, and and um, now yeah. it's become a thing where it's like, uh, you know, oh, you know, the remember the hot sauce craze, where it's like, oh, you got to have that. It's like, yeah, I never did that one either. And, 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 and people, I really think... When they were into when that was uh, all the rage, it was almost like they were just forcing themselves to take the hottest sauce possible. It was uncomfortable, but there was a status to it. Now, I think that's where Malort is, where it's like, oh, you got to try it. It's, no, I yeah, don't you know, have to. I, I uh, <laughs> in through my 20s, I probably had too much Jägermeister and I forget half my 20s. So I think I learned my lesson early. Uh, I'm more of a red wine guy now, very mellow. And I think the pandemic, you know, the fact that you don't go out to bars and, and meet your buddies out or, you know, meet your neighbors or friends and right. hold court. Like, uh, yeah, why would be, you have Malort at home? <laughs> uh, no, no. Matter, <laughs> right. In fact, one time I moved, I found a uh, in the freezer, the back of the freezer, I found a bottle of Jaeger that had, had to be there the entirety that I lived in that house for like 10 years. And never opened it. And it just, yeah, that, that when it tastes like, you know, NyQuil, you probably, I'm assuming Malort tastes kind of like Jaeger t- tasted in the day. You really don't need to do that. Yeah, I wasn't even a Jaeger guy. I'm I, I'm glad you got out of that habit. Yeah. 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 Uh, last night, before we head into the sports, I've got to say this, a, a bit of a public service announcement by way of me and uh, the fact that I love live music. Yeah, trying to catch all the sports yesterday in the Bulls game, I was able to take in Buddy Guy at his Legends Club. And I've got to mention this because I've seen Buddy many times. Buddy's 85 now. He's still playing live. He is the connector to... Led Zeppelin, Cream, and all of the Stones because the he Rolling was one. Stones, yeah. yeah, he was he was the American blues guitarist that these young British kids started emulating. He was one of them. Was Lucille with him? Uh, no, no, guitar? that's BB King. That's uh, oh, that BB was BB's uh, no, guitar. No, yeah. So, but he's got the polka dotted guitar, and I mentioned this because Sandy does the residency, right? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. January, yeah. he's got four shows left. Actually, I mentioned this that tonight and tomorrow night are not sold out. The rest are sold out for the month. And I just mentioned this that if you have the chance to see him, he's not going to be here forever. He is a true American music legend Icon, and treasure, yeah. and he's right here. He's right here, and he, you know, he's been here all these years, and sometimes, you know, we just stop paying attention to things that are so accessible, but see him if you can, if you've never seen him, he still is uh, very entertaining. What, uh, what miss, a great show I was so last miss night. live music, I mean, that, uh, and, you know, traveling on the road covering teams to be able on an off night, 
I remember seeing Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young down in Dallas on an off day during a Stanley Cup. Oh, that's fabulous. Run. It wasn't the Blackhawks. The Stars were playing. But, I mean, just to, to be able to go to clubs like that in Chicago, had, thankfully, you know, the ones that survived the pandemic, mm-hmm. go out there and support them. I mean, whether yes. it's the hideout or any of these places. Right? Absolutely. It's, I was at yeah. uh, Blue Chicago a few weeks ago, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm taking my son. He is a young urban professional. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. I won't call him a yuppie. He'll hate me for it. But he is he's got a place here. So I'm spending the weekend with my son and uh, I'm taking him around to blues clubs. And I said, we have to see Buddy. He's not going to be here forever. And it was uh, it was a great show. And you're right, Brian, you have to go out and support. There are a lot of places that are still open. Not everything's open. No, they, but they look for a vax card. Hopefully you're on the right side of that. If you want to see live music, otherwise you're going to have a tough time in Chicago. Other all than you that, do is take a take a photo of that. And hopefully you got the booster to take a picture of those cards, put it on your phone. Right. You don't have to carry the cards themselves. I actually but, carry my card, like my license. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it just, you can do yeah. it either way, right? And yeah. they will they will look at that, and uh, you know, you got to support because uh, through the pandemic, everybody's taking a kick, and uh, yeah, that that uh, segment as well. So, okay. So we're, we're taking a kick. Yeah. Or was it more of a body slam? Yeah, you know, uh, watching that several times. I think I watched the replay probably ten times. That right hand had all the bad intention in the world. And we're talking yeah. about that uh, flagrant foul on uh, Caruso last night in the Bulls game Allen, against the Bucs. Long yeah. time, you know, jerk face. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, that is, that's what you think of jerk face. That guy's there for you. And, you know, smirking jerk face is even worse. And so when the officials were looking uh, at the replay to give him the flagrant two. And, yeah, and yeah, that, he had over, that smirk, smirk smirk and face. jerk face is the worst. Jerk face bad, smirk and jerk face real bad. But long time guy. I mean, you know, not 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 a surprise, unfortunately. No, I mean, he didn't go up with the intent of blocking Caruso's uh, dunk, and you know, props to the Bulls. Lonzo Ball. Bad news is, you know, he's going in for surgery and you know, gone for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, you're without Zach Levine. You're depleted. Certainly, yeah, Zach will be back sooner than later, uh, right? As opposed I mean, to Ball, but you, yeah, you, yeah, we're you played some defense. Um, that's a you know. It's a good rivalry when it's a clean rivalry and it's starting to get like that again because, you know, the Bucks obviously are defending champions and all, and that's what you aspire to be if you're Billy Donovan and this team and you have ways to get there. You know, I mentioned last week, Mark, that uh, 538 had the Bulls with a whatever it was, a 2% chance to or to make the, the finals and less than that. To, I know, to are the they on to something? We, last week we thought, what? how could well, that be possible? But, you know, it's... They've lost five of six and uh-huh, six of eight, uh-huh. and they're 12 and 12 against teams with 500 better records. So, um, you know, once they get healthy, you, you, you hope for better. Um, Vucevic, you're talking about a guy going to the hoop. You, you've got to go to the hoop and not let Holiday stop you one-on-one and... and Granted, he kicked the ball out to the guy he wanted to take in that three in, in DeRozan, but he missed it. But Vuk, he, he's got he's to take it to the hoop. We have a chance yeah. to tie with 39 seconds. Well, left, he, right? he's, our, he's our big guy. He's got to get yeah. there. And, you, you know, this losing streak has been really, really horrible at times. Last night, the, they're the world champs, and we made a game of it. We are short. Uh, it, it was more encouraging to me than not. As opposed to some of those sure. blowouts. But right. again, you know, it's hard to, we didn't know what 
team we were going to have this year. We we had all kinds of hopes, and for most of the season, they have over delivered. Would you yep. would you agree? Absolutely. So at this point, you know, having this skid, while unfortunate, hopefully they can learn from it and get uh, Zach back and and do what they can, even without ball, because. It's a long season, and, and skids are going to happen, but this just seems alarming because of how well they were playing. Well, look, if Milwaukee, if you look at them, and we talk about you need at least three guys to start a conversation to, to compete for an NBA title, right? You need three legitimate stars. So when they have Giannis and Middleton and, and Holiday healthy and on the floor together or in games together, they're 18-3. and three. So they're 29-19 and 19 overall. So what does that make them? That makes them... 11 and uh, 11 and 16 um, when those guys one or two or none of those guys mm-hmm. are available yeah. it, it tells you I mean when you're missing Lonzo ball and you're missing Zach Levine it, it was a I mean it was a, a wonderful effort it, it was a tough effort there are 16 lead changes I mean back and forth game but you don't have your full star power available to you you're going to come up on the short end even though it was a four-point game so yeah. And, and any NBA team is sure. uh, going to be uh, subjected to that if they are missing a couple of their stars. Absolutely. It's going to be tough because, you know, having having Levine, uh, and he, he should be back. I don't, it, it, are we talking within a few games then? Are they expecting him back? Yeah, I think I think Billy Donovan's put a uh, put a date on it. But, you know, again, you just you need him certainly. Yep. You need uh, – Vucevic to be more consistent. We talked about him. You don't want him taking threes, but you need him to play bigger than his size. I mean, or as big as his size in the post, you still need a, a you know, a, a body up front. And whether you're going to get that at the trade deadline, we don't know. You don't need, you don't need Kobe White having a night like he had last night, where he's three for 15 and 0 for nine uh, from three point range. I mean, he's a scorer. I mean, he's a legitimate pure scorer and shooter. And, Guys have off nights through an 82-game season. I get it. Yep. The surprising part, Mark, is this team, the Bulls, you know, went into that game uh, leading the league in, in field goal percentage of 47.5% and leading from threes with almost 39%. So to see a guy like, you know, White go 0 for 9, uh, it doesn't happen often. And I know Billy Donovan wants him to take more threes, but, you know, smart threes um, didn't happen last night. You know, uh, looking here, according to Casey Johnson, it looks like uh, Coach has continued uh, to say that he's responding well to treatment. He's optimistic yeah. that it will, he will come back middle to late next week. So yeah. that would be this coming week. So hopefully that will be the case because uh, losing ball for a long term is definitely going to hurt. We need everybody else on that. Well, here, here's a question out there. 312-332-3776. You know, Grayson Allen, smirk and jerk face that he may be, and, and all the way back to Duke. And it was interesting because, you know, well, let, let's listen to the play first because, uh, you know, he, he got ejected. Billy Donovan uh, was very adamant uh, after the game when asked about it, uh, about what should be done. And, and let's, uh, let's well, set it up. For you those you know, let's, let's grab that when we come back from break, okay? 312-332-3776. We'll hear the play and we'll... Uh, Set a question for you to jump in and uh, let us know what you think here. It's Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. Kicks it off to Connaughton. His three won't go. Long rebound. Caruso taken away by Middleton for a moment. Then DeSumo's got it. Hits the trailer. Caruso and a hard foul on Grayson Allen as Caruso hits the deck. This is good. Okay. 
They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant. And if it's a flagrant, whether it's a one or a two on Grayson Allen. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. All right, that was a uh, <laughs> that was a five. It wasn't a two. It was two. a five, Brian. Yeah. Do they have that? Uh, they should. In yeah. this case, a uh, long-time repeat offender. And you heard the thud. You oh. heard the thud on the uh, on the audio there. That the was tough news, to watch. The good news is Caruso had a sore wrist. I don't know because he got hit with the in midair or the way he landed, mm-hmm. but he was able to stay in the game. Billy Donovan was going to take him out, and he, he talked him into the coach into keeping him in. So apparently avoided serious injury. But Billy Donovan, uh, none too happy with. Uh, yeah, the smirking jerk face, uh, Grayson Allen. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. And, you know, I'll just say this. You know, we lost Patrick, you know, on a flagrant foul to, you know, a pretty significant injury. And I said this after the game, I think it was against New York and Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitchell Robinson was trying to make a legitimate play on the basketball. It happened to be a flagrant. There's times there's flagrant fouls. But, you know, to – for Alex to be in the air like that, for him to take him down like that. He could have ended his career, and he has a history of this. And that, to me, was really it was really dangerous. And I really hope the league takes a hard look at them, something like that, because they could, they could have really, really seriously hurt him. I mean, he's dealing with his wrist right now. I don't know what to extent his wrist is, but you know, just being there, it's really, really dangerous to wear up to somebody like that. And I, 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 I personally thought it was, you know, it was just, uh, it wasn't good. It just was not good. Um, and for it to even be extended to a, a flavor two and be thrown out of the game, clearly the officials must have felt like there was some intent there, the way he yanked him and snapped him to the floor and his head bounced off the floor. So uh, really, really, really dangerous play. You know, Brian, uh, reading this article on uh, ESPN from Jamal Collier, it said uh, Caruso added that Allen did not come to check on him following the play, which is kind of a courtesy. That happens a lot most times, yeah, right? Yeah, but that would be, that would but, be in but that would Right, but that yeah. does not line up with his character. No. Yeah, and according to a, Caruso, he said, dude, just grab me out of the air. It's kind of uh, bull blank. Yeah. I don't know what else you could say about it. I'm yeah. just glad I didn't have a major scary injuries Right away. Yeah, yeah us too. Uh, uh, well, listen to, let, let's take a listen to Caruso because he's, he was, apparently didn't follow uh, Smirk and Jerk Face down at Duke, uh, where you know, tripping used to be his signature move down when he was in college. Didn't really know really what happened you know, during the play, but afterwards looking at it, I mean, dude just grabbed me out of the air. Kind of bull- I don't know what else you can do about it. Um, just glad that I didn't have any, you know, any major, major scary injuries right away. So Grayson Allen and Crusoe went on to say that he, he was unaware of his reputation or history. Billy Donovan, as you said, you know, as he said, uh, is aware that he's a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy who was ejected from a summer league game for striking somebody in the head immediately after being drafted. He's already been on what? Summer uh, league. Yeah. yeah summer right. league. Right. Summer league. Right. Three teams already since being drafted in 2018. Now he's having a good season with the Bucks because he, he, can play off the the stars and he gets his share of shots and points and you know but he he can't help himself he still has to this revert is, back. This is the uh, Milwaukee version of Bill Lambeer thirty yeah. years later. Yeah. But you know, as much as he's that guy, you know, I will say that not would Bulls fans like a guy like that wearing a Bulls jersey? You know, this team is celebrated for its chemistry, how they all get along. Mm-hmm. Um, he is helping the Bucks to you know 
getting back to winning ways this season after, you know, when they're healthy, he's part of their, their winning. Um, there's, there's tough players and there's dirty players. Um, but I wonder three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six, if anyone would make the case that, you know, the bulls could use a guy like that who, who's not going to give you the easy dunk and is going to, you know, is going to make you pay for it. Now, Billy Donovan wants to make him pay for it in a, like by writing a check. He wants the league to come up with a big fine and or suspension. And will he be investigated? Do we know that that's actually going to be happening? Oh, I, I, I mean, the league that. has to look at that. Uh-huh, right? okay. I mean, okay. I, I, I don't know. Writing a check, you know, for whatever. What does that really, you know, that always, uh, you know, poses the question. Does it really, really matter? Does it yeah. really, really hurt when yeah. they're writing a $10,000 check when, what they're making? Yeah, I, I just... Uh, who was it the other day? It was Kyrie was start getting into it with a fan, and he was fined twenty five thousand uh, dollars for whatever. How about taking a game or two or three away instead of fining them? Yeah, and hurting the whole team. Yeah, and 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 then yeah, see how much your your team supports you. But right. I, 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 you always hear that fans would say, "Boy, you know, if he was wearing our uniform." We'd be all, you know, we'd, we'd be cheering a, a guy like that. Yeah, like a Bob Probert. Remember that? Yeah, Probert. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We hated him on uh, the wings, and we loved him here. That's a great question, but, you know, there's a difference between dirty and tough. And mm-hmm. I think we see dirty with uh, Grayson. So 312-332-3776. Would you like a player like that, or do we need more toughness in general? Yeah, You know, I don't think we need dirty, but toughness isn't necessarily a bad thing, Brian. No, I, I would argue that you do need that. That's something the Bulls are missing. And it's just, you know, they need size uh, up front for sure. They need Vucevic to, to play like his size more often than he does. And uh, he had a, just a, 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 a horrendous game the other day um, before the Milwaukee Bucks game. So about as bad as game as, as you've seen him since the Bulls traded for him. But they, they still have some things they have to work on, for sure. Again, mm-hmm. the 12-12 and 12 record against teams who are winning 500 or winning records. That is not going to get it done in the long run. No. Yeah. No. 312-332-3776. Now, Vooch is uh, kind of hot and cold as far as using his size. Would that be a fair statement, do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, what is, uh, you know, what needs to be done with him? I mean, can you coach him up? Is he just not going to reach that next level? I mean, I, I guess it's undetermined, but w- what are you thinking here after well, seeing I, him? And, and Because the hot and cold thing doesn't make any sense to me. If you have it one day, you've got to have that tenacity to get in there and get dirty. Right. And look, again, you know, just like Kobe White's overnight from beyond the arcs, it happens during the course of a long season where you just don't, you're not feeling it. You're just not... Right, you just throw in a clunker. I guess. Well, but. if you're hit, if you're hitting shots or not hitting shots, that's different. That's just being very uh, consistent with your effort. It right. Seems. And, but my point is, when you look at what the Bucks' record is when their stars are all clicking and out there together, they're an eighteen and three team. And mm. so you need Vucevic to to pull his weight much more consistently yep. than than he has to this point. You know, we've uh, got Thomas in Beverly that wants to talk about Vooch here on ESPN, ESPN 1000. Hey, Thomas, you're on with Xander and Hanley. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I think his toughness is just lacking completely. I feel like the team's really circled around, you know, the chemistry and everything. But we brought in him, brought him in for these draft picks and everything. And I just feel like the toughness isn't there. And it, it, it needs to show up soon, especially with Levine and all these guys out with injuries. Right, right. And, and it, sometimes we see glimpses of it, but it's just not something he's willing to sustain for some reason. 
Yeah, so the I, question- I mean, last night with Giannis and everything, he he just kind of he kind of bullied him, and Vooch is supposed to be the guy bullying the young talent. Granted, <laughs> Giannis is the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year formerly, but you know it's it's a little frustrating. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, and and the question is, like Mark just said, Thank you, is that something you coach up? And does Billy Donovan need to challenge Vucevic more? I mean, can you coax that out of him? Can you toughen up? You know, I remember Kevin O'Neill um, when he was coaching Marquette. This goes back a ways, but he had a seven foot player who wasn't playing. He was playing like a guy who was five eight, and he locked him in the old gym up there. And he told me the story. He said um, it, it was. Um, Jim McElvain. And so he locks him in the old gym and he, I mean, he gets in his face and he challenges him. He basically says you're playing basketball because you look the part and your heart's not in it and you have no passion for the game. And he had him in tears, I believe. And he got the response he wanted. All of a sudden McElvain turned into a guy who had a seven foot body and was using it. And I think signed like a $35 million contract that it was Seattle at the time. Mm. And I always said he should, you know, McElvain should have sent a check every month to Kevin O'Neill because if he doesn't have that come to Jesus moment, then McElvain's just, you know, he might not even get drafted, right? Let alone make life changing money. Now, now, and that's a coaching. Could you imagine hearing oh, at, at, after watching? Came, after, that, yeah, go ahead. Are you even allowed to do that? If that got, if that, you know, got out today. Well, yeah, yeah. Today is a much different, uh, you know, different scenario. But, you know, after watching, you know, the the whole Michael Jordan, uh, you know, the uh, the doc last year that he was he was really riding people. A lot of people had a tough time, but that's what it took. That's what it took. So what what would that look like here on the Bulls team? Who is that leader that could turn to him and hold him more accountable? I'm not sure we have that person. Well, that's the thing. You know, in college, it's it's easier to get that response in college because they are afraid of their coach. In a player's league like the NBA, you know, it it's, it's backwards. To, yeah, it's, it, it's, it would have to come from a Michael Jordan, one right. of your leaders on the team. Right. And, and Zach Levine, God bless him, or DeMar DeRozan, they don't strike me as that guy. And maybe they don't have the um, – to the, even their great talent, they don't have the cachet or credibility to, to do that to somebody on the team. But that was just Michael Jordan. I mean, right. he, he wanted to beat you in golf. He wanted to beat you in cards. He wanted – you know, whatever he was doing, he was going to win. He, he, and, and he brought everybody up with him. If yep. you were on the team, you had to. You had to match his intensity. But Billy Donovan seems to have that um, – that respect from the players, he certainly has for Bulls fans, I think most, unless you uh, want to chime in and say otherwise. But I think he's got the respect from oh, uh, Bulls fans. So so that he would be the guy to do it. Vooch just has to respond because uh, Patrick Williams is not an option for a long time. And we no. need him to act his size. 312-332-3776. We'll continue with the Bulls conversation. We're going to get around to, uh, well, you know, we still need a GM and a head coach. And looks like Ted might have a little more say, exactly what we did not want to hear. Hey, and uh, also our, yeah. our buddy Tim Doyle. Oh, yeah. He's right, got the Loyola game today against Missouri State. And mm. he's, I mean, he's everywhere on CBS Sports. He's everywhere on Twitter. And he's just doing great things. And he and his son, Chicago Joe Doyle, uh, Chicago Joe, I mean, got the money bags out right there on the Twitter feed because – he, uh, Chicago Joe got a six and zero record from NFL picks last weekend. So we'll pick Tim Doyle's uh, brain and and you know played at Northwestern, Big Ten player, 
We'll ask him about a guy like Grayson Allen and, and toughness on teams and, and, you know, where's that line and, you know, would you want a guy like that, Brian Shotgun, with you? Got a lot to do here on ESPN 1000. It's Hanley and Xander. We'll be right back. So many ways to get ESPN 1000. 100.3 HD2, crystal clear. HD signal on the FM side, ESPN 1000. The app there where all the podcasts are in case you missed the hockey show with Pat Boyle and my guy Brian Hanley right here. And uh, that will be up if it's not up already soon. And we're talking the head coach and GM search now on ESPN 1000 for the Bears. Brian, I've got the number. You want to take a guess at how many we have documented as far as GM candidates that have either been talked to or will shortly be talked to? Give me a number. Give me a number. Baker, Baker's dozen? Uh, uh, north of that. Hmm. 15. Good Lord. Hi, head coaches. Give me a number there. Uh, 10? 11. Close, but no cigars. So, so, so it's a wide search. This is a little different than the last time they did this, right? Well, oh boy, is it. Um, <laughs> Ernie Corsi basically, you know, said, here's John Fox, and, and can you write my check for being a consultant? I'll call it a yeah, day. I, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, first of all, Mia, I have to, Mia Culpa, uh, apologize. I said they would hire a coach by, by Wednesday. You know, uh, and I was going to ask you about that. I was waiting Wednesday. I was waiting. I'm like, Brian said, what's happening? Why? Well, and I, I didn't know that we would be up to, what'd you say, 15 on the yeah, GM? Yeah, yeah, Right, right. And, I'll say, and we only have had really one major hire, too, the Giants. Well, that's the thing. See, now, here's, you know, my guy is Brian Dable, and I know mm-hmm. Mark Potash, my, our, our buddy, the Sun Times, writing today, is he the real deal? Is he the guy who has got Josh Allen, uh, you know, into the playoffs and, and kind of tailored this team so it's not as Josh Allen centric as it used to be? Or is he the guy who got, you know, didn't do anything with Chad Pennington and Brady Quinn? Well, I, I think Josh Allen has a little bit more uh, uh, talent than yeah, um, either yeah, of those just two. A bit, just a bit. And, you know, the mediocre year out of Brett Favre, I mean, he seemed to be uh, interested in taking pictures of himself more than he was worried about the Jets <laughs> oh, at that point. Oh, I forgot about that. That's yeah, funny. Um, but so I, I, I don't know that that's a good uh, parallel or comparison to comp. Um, but the good news is, no coaches have been hired, right? So Brian Flores, right. my point was, I thought, as much as George McCaskey said they would prefer to get the GM right in place before they got to the coach, my thought was, well, Brian Flores fired with a w- winning record and, and you know, would be off the board by now. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Nobody. Dable, but the, you mentioned the Giants. So they got started a few days after the Bears, and they went ahead and they, they hired uh, Joe Schoen, right, as their – so the assistant GM at Buffalo is now going to be the GM for the Giants. And my concern is if you connect the dots. He's going to drag them over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to all of a sudden, it's, you know, Brian Dable. And now uh, Tyler Aki said that, that uh, he saw that Jim Caldwell is now uh, our great producer, I saw Tyler. That too, yeah. Yeah, that Jim Caldwell is not listening or are going to be taking any more uh, interviews, uh, that he's done his. So the former head coach feel like he's going to have a choice of a few teams that he wants to to be a head coach for um how, how many has the he uh talked to or was it only uh, the bears i think it was no, more than just no. the bears yeah okay. it's more than just the bears okay. uh, but you know george mccaskey's mccaskey said it would be an exhaustive search at some point 
does get too exhaustive. I mean, <laughs> you're covering all your bases. Are you here. exhausted, Brian? I'm, uh, well, I'm yeah, we're, I'm we, we've been exhausted by the Bears for a long time. But I just want to get it right. And and yes. so, you know, if I, I, I'm not, I joke about how much this, how long this has taken. And, but again, no one has hired a coach yet. And, you know, the GM, yeah, ideally you want to get him right. And then he tells you what his vision is for a head coach. And, and my vision, Mark, I, I I don't want a defensive guy. I don't. I don't care how good Dan Quinn was right up till the second half of that Super Bowl. I don't. You know, God bless Leslie Frazier, and we'll always have the '85 Leslie Frazier. I don't, it's all about Justin Fields right now. And I know you can get a defensive-minded coach, and then he goes get the ahead. right OC, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just that you know, I'd rather have the guy that was you know the Matt Nagy actually. You know that actually was was yeah. He was sold as a deep, mm-hmm. as an offensive right, genius right. And, and a young up and coming mind. Right, and, and, and he uh, turned out to be a nice guy. And in our history, has been more defensive minded coaches, right? Yeah. Until Matt showed up, and that That's obviously didn't NFL. work. But that right, and and that right, it is not the NFL. And Matt was a situation where he got a lot more props than I think he deserved. There was some promise there, yet unfulfilled. We move on. So I agree that we should be looking at somebody offensive-minded. And I, and I do appreciate them taking so much time. The prob- When it's going to turn bad is if these coaches start getting hired in a very quick fashion. Yeah, the downhill start the, falling. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then the funnel, and then we're going to have to pick up what's left. We have to stay ahead of that. My problem is, is that we heard, uh, Cap from ESPN 1000, Cap and Hood Show. We heard him say that he had sources that said Ted Phillips is telling people he's going to be a lot more involved. Huh. And my ire is focused, laser point focus on Ted Phillips, not McCaskey. And here's why. Ted has taken advantage of this situation for far too long. We had a guy in John Paxson who, you know, we were told that he basically at one point said, you know what, I'm not, we're to, this is not happening with the Bulls. I'm going to back away. Let's get somebody else in. Ted, I blame him for wanting to take the, these reins when he knows he doesn't deserve them and to inject himself even more or even accept the McCaskies for trying to inject himself even more is really taking advantage of the fan base and the McCaskies. Well, the McCaskies, you know, this blind loyalty we talked about right. last week where George just, they, 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 they bow at the Ted Phillips altar because he got Soldier Field. What does renovated. he have on them? What? Well, he's, he's made him money such, but the, you know, around the league, everyone's like, well, the Bears should be making a lot more money than they make because uh-huh. the smallest stadium, they don't own the stadium. They, you know, finally started paying people and, and trading for, Big time players and and they're, so they're throwing the nickels around like manhole covers. That George Hallis, you know, reputation is long gone. Right. Now, do they spend the money smartly? Wisely, well, not at all. No. And to your point, every time Ted Phillips opens his mouth on a Zoom call, you, you just you just your stomach turns because he just tells you one how tone deaf he is and two how much he doesn't know about the game of football. Now, would he be in the organization if Papa Bear was here? No. <laughs> right. No. And neither right. would George McCaskey. I mean, no, I mean, right, right, right. He'd be like, the okay, you're all, family. My, you're all yeah. my kids and grandkids, but y'all get out of here because you haven't no. learned a thing. No, Pat McCaskey would be singing his, his holiday tunes on his CDs that he passed out when we were down in Champagne. 
you know, he, did you get a, a CD? I'm like, no, I didn't. It was, you know, oh, Pat McCaskey sings Christmas carols. I mean, it's just hell of a coaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, but look, it, I will say it's an exhaustive search. It's a really good list. It's the longest list from at least eyeballing it. Um, and this um, is only what we know. We've got to assume that well, there are some names very, where no, we they're being very know. transparent. The Bears tweet out as soon as they interview somebody, right. they tweet out. But don't that, you think there, there's a chance that maybe there's keeping something no, on the download? Jim Harbaugh's not coming here. And, um, and, and that's okay by me. Yeah, they're not paying Jim Harbaugh what he's either going to get paid at Michigan. The, the talk now is sometimes predicting who the Bears are going to get for a coach, and they landed on uh, Pat Finley and, and I think Jason landed on uh, Brian Flores, okay? And a lot of people think that would be the smart choice. Mm. But they, they also predicted the other teams with openings, and they have Harbaugh showing up in Las Vegas with the Raiders because that would be a Raiders-type thing to do. Harbaugh would want to extract revenge on the Niners and, and the West, you know, out West. But Harbaugh just team. made a hire in Michigan, which well, that is. You know, so he takes him with him. I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, but the 10 million or north of 10 million that's going to the college coaches like Mel Tucker and Brian Keller are going to get and Jim Harbaugh is going to be making sure he gets, uh, even though it's been less than satisfying uh, tenure in, in Ann Arbor for Michigan fans. He'll get that from the Raiders, right? They were paying yeah. Gruden that. So yeah. he won't get that from the Bears. The Bears, they're not paying 10 million. They might, might not be the, the cheapest team when it comes to hiring a GM and coach. But they'll be middle class. They'll be the going rate. They will not blow anyone away with some ridiculous amount of money. So um, anyone who thinks Jim Harbaugh is coming here, I don't believe nah, there's some I think that surprise. Sailed. I, I know that there are some that really want him here, but I don't think that that's really possible. And I'm okay with it. I, I'd rather go I'm, in a I'm different direction. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I'd just... rather go in a different direction. 312-332-3776. When we get back, we will take your calls on this. Is there a name that's missing from the existing list that you would like to see them talk to, either GM or coach. Uh, you know, how much do we really think Ted Phillips is injecting himself? Maybe he's telling people that, and he isn't, because that would go against what McCaskey said in the press conference, which, I mean, you know, that's not the first time. But a lot of interesting things to talk about for the GM and uh, head coach search for the Chicago Bears. It's ESPN 1000. We're back in uh, just a little bit here. And, oh, Tim Doyle, at noon, we're going to talk about all the football action, NFL action this weekend, and maybe where you can put your money. It's ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander, ESPN 1000, talking about the Bears, the GM and head coaching process uh search process i should say 15 on the list for gm that they've either talked to or will shortly talk to i think there are four people that they've yet to talk to brian and then 11 on the coaching side i don't know is there a name that we haven't seen on these lists that uh, maybe we should be talking to 312-332-3776 the bears have a lot of needs but right now it starts with the gm head coach and then on down wouldn't you agree I would agree. And again, I, you know, if someone out there wants to make a case for a defensive guy coming in and running the show, you know, 312-332-3776, I just, you know, Todd Bowles, God bless him, you know, Leslie Frazier. And look, Buffalo's defense doesn't get enough credit because it's all about the offense and, and Josh Allen these days, but that defense is dominating. 
I get all the that. idea of having Leslie involved somehow is great. Yeah. But head coach, yeah, I, well, he's, yeah, not, I don't he's know. not making a lateral move. I mean, he's not, his next move is to run the run yes. the show, not to be absolutely. Uh, but I mean, what if Joe Schoen goes ahead and, and you know hires him for the Giants because they don't even know moving forward who their, who their quarterback is. But if you're taking the Bears' job, you have to sell George McCaskey and Bill Polian on the fact that you are all about Justin Fields yep. and you're going to get the most out of him. That because, is our prized possession yep. right now, Brian. Right. And we may have so many other needs, but that's the one we have to focus on. Tom and Volo wants to jump in on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tom. Hey. Yeah, I think the most important thing, more important, because they were talking on one of the other shows in the morning, will this guy be, will this new coach be here still in four years or when they move to Arlington? I don't think so. There's, I think the offensive line is better than it was when Trubinsky was in there. There's no studs on that line, as far as I'm concerned. There's no number ones. Well, there's I mean, glaring they need Cody on that line, sure. Huh? There's glaring need on that line. It has been for a while, but we just and have to gonna work with the right people. And there's going to be on the defensive line if Team Hicks doesn't come back. Yeah. Uh, what's his name sat out last year? He came back. He had one good game, and I argued with Waddle on a uh, afternoon show before about him. Oh, he can just come in and work out, and I'm like, you're not going to take defensive tackles or big, heavy guys. You don't get out of football shape for a year and then come back and work out a little bit and be ready. He looked terrible. And well, now you're, you're talking a wide receiver. Robinson might not be back. Hicks, oh, where are you going to find these guys? No. It's, you don't have the, draft picks. It, it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a the, long the road. Heavy, the heavy That's lifting. what I'm saying. Yeah. The heavy and, and the other thing, the other thing that I wanted to state was they were all – they're saying, I watched the Bears the whole season, even when they were bad. This guy's had some nice passes and some nice stuff here and there. But you know what? They sat there and ripped Vinsky. They would have had two draft picks, this one and that year's, that they could have used on an offensive lineman. And, and, and there, here's the other thing, too. They used to, everyone keeps saying quarterback, lineman, we need this. Whatever happened to drafting the best pay, player available? And then we end up with some loser. Well, you know, a lot of thank you, Tom, for the call. A lot of stuff uh, in the past, Brian, that we cannot go back and change. Boy, I wish we could. Well, two things can be true. Matt Nagy could have been a terrible coach and and developer of talent in Trubisky. If you're a Trubisky guy, which I'm not, I think the league has spoken on Trubisky and moving forward. He'll be holding the clipboard for years to come and filling in when someone gets hurt. Don't you think he's going to be a little better than that? Well, I mean, he's not going to be a starting quarterback. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, not, not less, Hey, not, Mike Lennon no. started. That's all I have to say. Well, Ryan Pace is no longer uh, a GM. And by the way, <laughs> have you noticed whose names aren't on these lists? Not, you know, uh, of people interviewing? Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, by the way. No, and, and we, we kind of suspected that much. Well, the, neither one of them is going to hold the title uh, uh, with Pace and GM and Nagy as head coach ever again. The fact that... They're talking about Matt Nagy could be the offensive coordinator, you know, for somebody. Why would you do that? Because you're friends with him. I think they. I, mean, I, I, I. He's already demonstrated that that he's not even up for that job. No, he had. A, he had he to fire be. himself from right. play calling twice, not right. once but twice. And we've got John it, it, uh, from Evanston that wants to jump in, and um, I think we all feel the same as John. Hey, John, welcome in to ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Xander. Well, as far as Nagy goes, he's going to go back to being a quarterback coach because he's already he's already uh, determined that he can't call plays, he can't figure out an offensive scheme. So put him back as a quarterback coach 
where he can work with a, a young quarterback and, you know, help him develop maybe or do what he has to do. That's another story for another team. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the GM that, that the Bears hire, okay, they have to sit down with him and, and, and make it very clear that the next head coach has to have some experience as an offensive coordinator that has worked with young quarterbacks because that is going to be a must if Fields is going to remain a bear and actually get on the field with some kind of, you know, with some kind of game plan behind him so he knows what he's doing. Um, I think you set him back by bringing him out this year. He wasn't ready. There was no scheme there. There was nothing for him to work with. You know, they had nobody on the bench that could work with them. Um, They need to get a head coach and an offensive coordinator that can verbally, you know, work with this kid, you know, get comfortable with him, get him comfortable with them, and, and bring him forward and get him up to par. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, John. Um, y- you know, Brian, it was something we needed to see, yet it wasn't the right time for Justin to come out on the field because we didn't really have the support for him. And hopefully he isn't set back too far. Well, the by whole that. plan was screwed up. I mean, Absolutely. Matt Nagy Without wasn't going to put him on the field at all. Right. And then, he, then you know, by injury, or you have to put him out there. And he had not taken any snaps with the uh, front the first team. And then it's hodgepodge, and then the play calling is, you know, terrible because that's what happens with Matt Nagy. The whole thing, the jury is fully out on Justin Fields. Yes. You can't, you can't you say he's going to. You judge him on what happened last year. You can't Absolutely. say he's going to. You right. can't say he's going to be the future, and you can't say he's going to be right. a bust. One more, one more call before we hit break, and uh, after we get back, we'll talk to Tim Doyle. Stephen from Mount Prospect, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to say real quick. I have nothing against Justin Fields. I have nothing against any of the new draft picks coming up from now into the future. But I'm really uh, at a loss here for how uh, the city itself uh, sells itself so quickly on saying that a quarterback is a franchise player when they never truly prove themselves. They did we just have too much hope. hope. We have too much hope, Stephen. Yeah, I know, but it's ridiculous because it's hey, let's build let's build our future around this guy. Well. Why don't we wait and see if this guy is worth it? No one ever does. We did the same thing with Jake Cutler. The guy played eight games in Denver, and for months, everybody's like, oh, my God, we're a Super Bowl contender, and he, he was nothing. Right. But this happened year after year after year, yeah. wow. and they keep making the same mistake, and I just don't understand the level of uh, misunderstanding that people have regarding calling somebody a franchise player. They have to prove themselves first, right? Absolutely. And it never happened. Yep. Well, Thank no, you, Stephen. Yeah. The yeah. nature of the draft is you have to project, and that's why you trade up to get a Justin right. Fields. Right. And you have to have faith in the people who are making those decisions. And the know people what to they, develop them. Know what they're doing. Yes. And unfortunately, the, they did not know what they're doing. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the talent to develop. Right, we right. don't know yet. Last year, we got to just, it's in the past, moving forward, have the right people in to try to develop what we think will be a franchise quarterback, yet undetermined at this point. All right, we're back in two minutes here on ESPN ESPN 1000. We'll talk to Tim Doyle about uh, Loyola basketball and about uh, where maybe we should be putting our money this weekend on the uh, four divisional football games in the NFL, right here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook 
at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000.